With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello there and welcome to the latest Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. I'm Joe Rimmer. Joining me on this very special podcast, it's the best podcast, it's the world's greatest podcast to go with the world's greatest cup competition, it's Paul Ghost. How are we, Paul? All good, yeah. Set for a busy, busy weekend in uh, the capsule, yeah, but yeah. This, is, this is what it's all about, isn't it? The Carabao Cup final. Carabao Cup final, you're excited, I'm excited. Yeah. Is Ian Doyle excited? I've got a drive used there, so no, not really. Drive us there. Yeah, I do have to. Yeah, do you? Are we not going to split the drive? We're probably on the way back. On but, the way back. You know, yeah. I think we'll be there. Yeah, it, that made, all it, these made, things it made it sound like we don't drive there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like like to assume command of the long haul. That's fair enough. If it's Wolves or Villa, Gorsty's the man. If yeah. it's a bit further than that, we tend to me or we do split it now and again. Oh, very nice, very nice for our podcast listeners. Before we continue, Steve Killen stepped in late this yeah. last week for <laughs> me did. on the pod. Very well, actually, I had a coughing yeah. fit before the pod and had to pull out in the warm up. Very, very, very Tiago esque. Yeah, Tiago esque <laughs> in the in the. Um, she couldn't get him through it. Yeah, yeah. but um, Steve was boasting about how he'd won over all these Australian listeners. I was a bit upset, really, because I like Australia a lot. So I'm going to say hello to all the Australian listeners now so they don't think that Steve Killen is better than me. I don't want them thinking that. So hello, Australian listeners. Good day. If you're in Melbourne. If Sorry, in... what was it? Good day. Good day. <laughs> I'm saying it in my English accent. <laughs> Melbourne. If you're in Melbourne, if you're in Sydney, if you're in Adelaide, maybe you're in Perth, maybe you're in Brisbane, maybe you're in Cairns, maybe you're in... There's something else going Can on in Australia this Darwin, weekend. You forgot Darwin. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the elimination big, chain. Yeah, WWE yeah, event. Yeah, yeah. It's all that throwing that in. Darwin. Yeah, I like yeah. Darwin a lot. Yeah, it's a yeah. great place. Directly a play. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there you go. So, hello. Don't think Steve Kellen's better than me. I care about you more than Steve does. Don't want that. Um, so, Can we just get on with this? Yeah, hello to all our listeners. I've got lots to say. Um we are we are watching this live. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. I'm keeping an eye on YouTube. So if you've got a question, comment, an observation, speaking of that, um, send it in. Yeah, what are you doing? I'm just I'm, re- I'm letting it know to Twitter that we're, oh, we're okay. on. Let me I'm not being rude. Um, if you're watching on Facebook, our producer Ian will send me the questions, and we will put them to our panel as we go. So um, yeah, very excited. Injuries. Mm. I feel like every podcast we talk injuries, mm. but it feels like we've got a lot to get through today. I've got a big long list of things on the pod, but it feels like the natural place to start. Um, Gorsi, you at the press conference. You were both at the press conference earlier. Pep Linders. And um, yeah, he gave various updates, didn't he? I mean, where do we start? Well, I mean, or... he, he tried his absolute yeah. best to get away from it, didn't <laughs> no, he? Was no. the, the first question is, you know, how do you want to do it? Do you want to um, talk us through the litany of injury issues? And he tried to run away from it. He was talking about how it offers opportunities to younger players to to be involved, and um, that's all very true and and nice. You know, Connor Bradley wouldn't have had the opportunities he's had in recent weeks had it not been for Trent Alexander Arnold, and I'm sure you can go throughout the team, can't you? Harvey Elliott, for example, on the right wing on uh, Wednesday night, but eventually he conceded that Dominic Sabazlai, Darwin Nunes, and Mohamed Salah were all touch and go. Day by day was the phrase that Jürgen Klopp used on Tuesday. It was just a continuation of that. And I think there's been a little bit of good news just before we come on, hasn't there? You know, yeah, we saw uh, Nunes and Salah were spotted in training 
gear. Regalia, yeah. yeah. So yeah. they might be involved in training today. So Bosley wasn't pictured, so that might be a bit too soon for him. But it'd be a huge boost for Liverpool if Salah and or Nunes are fit, because I've kind of written it off that they weren't. Um, and Liverpool's chances of success go up considerably if, if they got two of the main men fit. We know Jota's sideline for it, and that's a massive blow. But um, I think having Salah in particular, but obviously Nunes as well, terrorised Chelsea, didn't he, a few weeks yeah. ago? So having both of them in will be huge. But we know that Alisson's not there, Trent, Zabozlai, Curtis Jones, Joel Matter, of course, long-term absentee, season's over, Liverpool career might be over, but... Um, yeah, I just think Liverpool need a little bit of good news on the injury front, and hopefully by the time we come out of this podcast, there will be some uh, some more good news on that front. Really quickly, before we move on, um, we'll, we'll discuss that further. Paul has asked, um, is there any updates? Because we, we haven't heard it for a while on Stefan Bersetic. Gone very quiet, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's been that many to, to run through that it's difficult to to ask about everyone, isn't it? I mean, people always ask, you know, you, if you asked about someone and I asked about someone, mm. Someone had asked, well, why aren't you asking about yeah. the player C? Yeah. You know, there are only so many questions that you get in a press conference and whatever else, and with the greatest of respect to someone who hasn't played for for a year, really, he's not at the forefront, is yeah. he, of yeah. the thinking? But Especially when you're, you're thinking about the next game, aren't you? Yeah. Even if yeah, he's yeah. coming back, he wouldn't you, be for Chelsea, yeah. would it? Yeah, I mean, if you are taking a longer-term view, you're probably asking about Thiago yeah. more than Bichetic. But, yeah, it's it's been a disappointing 12 months for him, hasn't it, after he initially burst onto the scene in the, in the kind of middle part of last season. Um, still got a bright future at the club, but it's been a, a really disappointing year for him on the injury front. Yeah, but it's going to be tough for him. Just very quickly on Bersetic, coming back, isn't it? Because he's basically written a year off of his, his career and he'll come back to a whole new setup, new manager, mm. everything. Well, it might be a Spanish manager, might it? Yeah. Which might suit him down to the ground. So we'll just have to wait and see on that one. But in terms of his injury, it's very much K Gordon esque, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Growth related. I think it was Curtis had it as well, didn't it? Not this particular one, but he had he's had problems. And Stephen so Gerrard had it. I'm going to say this is to say this has always been the case. Players like you know Michael Owen, he ended up doing his hamstring, didn't he? And you know, yeah. never quite the same player after that. Was it Leeds or what? Leeds, seems yeah, to think. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's always been that Rob Jones shin splints going all the way yeah. back to the start of the Premier League. So. Yeah, yeah about Shearn Spence more too anymore, do you? I think it's called something else now. In fact, I'm pretty sure that's what Curtis had. I'm sure he had. No, 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 it's not. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. Ignore me. Yeah, ignore me. Which you tend to do anyway. Certainly, the, the listeners yeah. do. Well, I was going to ask you the, all these injuries, considering the way Liverpool have played um, in all through all throughout the season. Really, with mm. all the injuries they dealt with, does that do, do they change a great deal for the game for Liverpool going in for the mindset? Well, it depends which player it is that's out. That, I know that sounds a very flippant thing to say, but it's true. Yeah. For example, the goalkeeper. You know, they'll have to have changed the way that they play to a certain degree because Alisson's not playing. If you've not got Van Dijk playing, you have to ch- tweak it again. It's, there are certain players who are that important to the team that you do have to change things around a little bit. For example, that is Salah. With him playing, they play a slightly different way because it gets more out of him. And why wouldn't you? Because he's your best player. But if he's not playing, then you're going to be playing, whether it's Jota on the right or, as, as was on Wednesday, Harvey Elliott. They don't play the same way. Liverpool don't play the same way. Trent, they don't play the inverted yeah, fullback yeah. really without him. So, in answer to your question, yeah, it does. But the funny thing is, with them having so many players unavailable, Linda's mentioned this. We've, he said something along the lines of, "We've had to, you know, come up with three or four different teams this season, which you'd, would, you know, you'd normally only have to, have to do that over a number of years, let alone just in one campaign." So. I think that's so many are out. It's allowed Liverpool just to go, right, OK, everybody's out. Let's just do this. And everybody's on board with it straight away, as opposed to just a minor tweak. So changing it totally 
to a certain degree is helping them. Exactly. Although you'd rather you would rather have all of the players fit because you've got a better chance if you've got your better players available. It's almost like that. United used to talk about it in the nineties. That that's all. Every, everyone against us, the world against us mentality. It, it's like that with injuries this season with Liverpool. It's almost like, and I felt like that in the second half of the Luton game. Like they've got things to prove, and they it, it whips and fosters a spirit that, that's kind yeah. of yeah. yeah. The, doing well for them this year 100 percent. yeah i mean this this sort of injury crisis isn't something that's crept up on liverpool is it it's it's been building for for three months really i, I go back to the city game after the international break to november international break and um allison got injured and then jota got injured and, and since then you know go through the games and players have come off injured McAllister, sheffield united grabbing base against manchester united robertson was obviously a few weeks prior to that simicast against arsenal um just right throughout the team, players have been injured, come back, maybe one or two have got injured again. So it's never really died down. And mm. Klopp got asked that one time, the Nibos have been a luxury, the luxury prospect of picking a, a full-strength squad. Uh, I think it was Arsenal, the Premier League game, was it? And lo and behold, Thiago gets injured and Trent goes off. And, who and asked that? Was you? No, it was me. I can't, I can't remember who it was. I trust they lost that game as well. So. <laughs> but it's just something that Liverpool haven't had. Is it you know a full complement to choose from all season, um, and now it's starting to bite a little bit more than than it has done in recent weeks and months. But I think a lot of that is because Liverpool have kind of refused to to point to it as an excuse or to mitigation or anything. They've kind of just tried to make it into a positive for those who are given the opportunity and and go on and play and see what they can do. And um, full credit to them really. And I reckon that probably comes from the manager, to be honest, mm-hmm. in terms of that keeping that mentality. Yeah, but the whole the whole mentality, you know, Pep Linders was talking about it, opening doors, and like you just said earlier, Connor Bradley is someone mm. who's massively benefited, and he, he won't be the only one in the squad that will probably be looking at it going, well, they have faith, you know, and they'll play. So. Even then, though, more experienced player, but... Yeah, yeah, he's he's, he's done very well. Uh, so seven games in 21 days now with the Europa League. Uh, Liverpool drew Sparta Prague mm. earlier. Um, they'll play... <laughs> already. Yeah, yeah, they'll play that... Prague, the Man City game. I have actually. And, yeah, it and, is really uh, nice, isn't it? Yeah, I really like Prague. Uh, well, I found Prague a bit boring. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's very picturesque, very beautiful. So you think and one that's of my boring. friends lives in Prague? I, don't, I, don't think, I just didn't feel like I had a lot to do. So if you're listening, you're from Prague. Next time, well, I'm not going for this next. Put, one. put on more events. Well, no, for no, you, no. Basically. Just tell me what to do. I'm, I'm very interested. I mean, yeah. I went a few years ago. We weren't going to point there, so yeah. I mean, I, 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 I enjoyed Prague as a city when I went six years ago. Was it? Um, yeah, I would have thought someone, someone as a um, as learned as you, as, as a kind of cultural as you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you, you like a you like a beer, don't you? So you might have yeah, enjoyed yeah. yourself. Yeah, very much. I mean, we can go through European cities I like, but I just... Oh, go on, name one. Love Prague. Before we go any further. Um, I like, love Budapest. Love Budapest. I think it's mm, I mean, it's Budapest, sorry. Right. Yeah. Favourite, probably my favourite European city. Name yours in the chat, if that's where we're going. But, um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I Berlin, say, Berlin's wish, my wish you were here. Berlin, 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 yes. yeah. Berlin's very good. Uh, so seven games in 21 days. Um, Doily, um, can I just talk geography instead of the football? Yeah, th- this feels like... I, I don't know. I mean, maybe we could say this. We said this over Christmas, but this to me in this next twenty-one days feels like the ultimate make or break of Liverpool's season. Which is just as well they haven't got all the players injured. Oh wait, they have. No, so they've all got injured at the wrong time, but, basically. But no, no. I, I think it would all, well, it would always be the make or break because they're playing Everton away, they're playing Man City at home, they're playing a League Cup final, they're playing an FA Cup fifth round game, and they're back in Europe. They haven't had Europe for two or two months, so they've been able to get through without that. And these, obviously, these were the games where they were playing the likes of yeah. 
you know, the, the, the players who are now playing now. So who's going to rotate out for those games? There's not, not much, unless they get some players back, which seems unlikely. Certainly, Alisson won't be back. Trent won't be back. Jota won't be back. Sabosai, maybe. Thiago won't be back. Curtis Jones won't be back. Yeah. Uh, Bessetich won't be back. Doak won't be back. Matip won't be back. Is that all of them? I think it is, yeah. So I've cheered you all up there. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it is make or break. But we always would have been, but the Liverpool in a... What I would say, and I know we're going to get onto this eventually about the, the final itself, because there is a final happening on Sunday, is Liverpool beating Luton in the second half 4 0 with a team that's had about seven first teamers is at home was great. But to then do exactly the same thing against Chelsea in a League Cup final at Wembley in an afternoon, it's going to be a lot more difficult. Yeah, absolutely. And I so think any confidence that they took from that second half, which was very good, by the way, anybody who was there, the first half. I think you probably agree. I wasn't very happy with parts of the crowd. I thought they were grumbling a bit. You know, Jurgen Klopp, he turned around and had a go at somebody mm. in the main stand. But the second half was just one of the best atmospheres there's been at Anfield in, in absolutely years. So I do think that you, 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 you can't hide behind that a little bit. I just think Sunday's going to be really, really difficult. And going back to what Ghosty said before, if one of Nunes or Salah or both are back, it makes an absolutely massive difference. Absolutely, yeah. I, I think Liverpool, the Wembley pitch... Uh, I weirdly have this thing about Wembley because the pitch is so wide and Liverpool are used to playing an Anfield pitch, which mm. is, is pretty narrow. Their their style of play suits a compact, narrow game. I think Wembley opens it up and quite often we've seen it favours some of their opponents, you know, like Chelsea. I think it, it doesn't level the playing field, literally, but but it it helps, I think, other sides more than it helps Liverpool. So I think it's a real test. Um, by the way, we're getting quite a few people coming through with their favourite European cities. Oh, well, Paul went to Budapest in 07, can confirm great city and cheapest chips. Uh, mm. uh, Anthony Green loved both Budapest and Prague, fair play. Barcelona is epic, number one priority for Europe um, destination, for next Europe destination, Liverpool. Um, Barcelona's so, nice, yeah. Barcelona's I've not nice. been to Barcelona, have you? You've never been to Barcelona. Been to Barcelona. They might have finished the church by the time you get there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Right, I, I, I want to have a little chat about someone, Banksy97. Is that Marcus? It will be, yeah. It will be, he will be. It's will Marcus, be, yeah. hello. Um, it says uh, St. Helens. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a city. It's not a city. It's a town. 
Um, well, there we go. Right. Um, so I want to have a quick chat about Luton, um, just because it, it feels like a, a really good game to talk about. We've not spoken about it on the pod yet. 12 minutes in, Luton score. I would argue that was pretty much in the script. Liverpool, <laughs> for a myriad of reasons, they will do very well to get a win, win now. Long way to go, though. I mean, those last five words... Doing a lot of heavy I thought that was quite a prescient view that you, say there's a long yeah, way to go. Yeah, but that is that is doily for the umpteenth time this season, not the twenty second, but the umpteenth time this season, writing Liverpool off. Hang on a minute, I'm not writing them off. Home. Come on, come we on. know what you're doing. We know what you're doing. So um I, I was never that worried and, and they came through, didn't they? And they were they were fantastic in the second half and it you know when you're watching Man City and you, you you watch a game and you think, oh come on, you know Brentford holding them to a draw here and they get that goal. Liverpool's rivals, Arsenal and City, must be watching Liverpool's games now, mustn't they? Gorsi thinking, there's a chance here, there's a chance, and then Liverpool do that, and it it just helps bring that belief together in the Liverpool squad that perhaps they can do this. Yeah, I mean it was another game where Liverpool didn't play particularly well in the first half and played very well in the second. I think you can go through, you know, every result this season and. There wouldn't be too many games where you couldn't say that about about the fixture list almost. Um yeah, I I was I was slightly concerned, if I'm honest, after the the, the opening goal because it, it it just didn't really feel like much was coming off for Liverpool. Luis Diaz was was given maximum efforts, but not a lot was coming off for him. Cody Gakpo was a bit anonymous. And... Goal twice, though. It yeah. created two huge opportunities. It wasn't like the United game where I felt like the opportunities weren't coming. Yeah, but I was just I just kind of Maybe, maybe I, I fell into the trap of looking at the injury list and yeah. who was on the bench and, and, or rather, who wasn't on the bench and started to feel like it might not be Liverpool's day. But um, I think within the first five five minutes of the second half, you could you could sense yeah, that yeah. it was coming, wasn't it? And yeah. then Diaz has that chance where it's blocked by Mengi, I think, and mm. then they have the shot where the crying for the handball, and then I think when a couple of minutes later Liverpool equalise and. As soon as he got the equaliser, you never really felt it was going to be anything other than than a Liverpool win. Um, but when the second one went in, I, I didn't even didn't even see it really. It's I, uh, I just looked up and it's like the, the ball was just flying across. I thought it, I thought it was a corner to begin with, and it was a quickly taken throw. I was hooked in by McAllister, and then yeah. Gakpo's on the end of it, uh, and then the, the place just went bananas, didn't it? It was um, it was it was one of those weird, you know, great atmospheres that. You wouldn't really have associated with playing the team in the relegation zone before kickoff. Um, Klopp loved it, didn't he? Klopp, yeah. Klopp was was t- talking about talking about it. Was it after the game saying how oh, he compared it to Barcelona almost? And yeah, um, yeah it's just one of those memorable nights in the season, and one of those where you think if Liverpool do win the league, you look back and think well, that was actually yeah. huge. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, job done. Well done to to. The, the, the fit players really who kind of made light of the injury situation in the end and of course um, the likes of McConnell and Dan's coming on and, and showing that um, they um, you know it's it's not just about the the senior players is it you know so much of the season has been down to little cameos here or there from uh, from the academy players as well and, and Jaden Dan's little flick and pass for the fourth goal was brilliant very bright Jaden Dan's do you want to have a quick word on Jaden Dan's you've seen a lot of under yeah I've seen football. him yeah so um, excited about him? Well, yes, actually. Full enough. He's he's one where when he first came through, he was only sixteen, and you thought, well, he's a bit of a big lad, but he didn't seem to. Having spoken to Mark Bridge Wilkinson, the under 18s boss, since then, he didn't seem to know 
how to cope with his body. Yeah. I think I may have said this on a podcast before. He wasn't quite, because he obviously had quite a big growth. But in fact, he had something, I can't remember the name of it. It was a condition, wasn't it, where he'd grown. Yeah, it was yeah. in the SPCS. I can't recall the, the actual name of it, but it was but like, it's a growth. It, it, yeah, it's a growth, yeah. Fast. And so he had to, it's like, basically, his body grew up too fast for his. I'm still waiting for that condition. <laughs> <laughs> of course he's not. Of course <laughs> he not really isn't. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, so he had to get used to that. And this season, you only have to look. Every t- almost every single time he plays, he either scores or sets one up. And whether that's under 18 level, under 21 level. And he, as I say, he's played, what, about seven, but probably nine minutes for the first team now. And he was involved in, in the fourth he's goal. And he, was, and he did very, very well. And the, in his favour is now that he's gone through that growth. I think he's a big lad. Obviously, he's got a good upbringing because his dad played. Yeah, um, he's and been he's at the academy. Yeah, he's a, he's been at the academy. He's got a he's quite clearly got his head screwed on, which yeah. can't always be said for every single young footballer at any club who's come through. And um, I just think that well, the manager likes him as well. And again, this is one where the, if he gets more chances, like he'd probably be on the bench at least against Southampton in the FA Cup. I'd have thought yeah. in uh, next Wednesday. The more chances he gets, the more exposure, the more likely he is to then impress the new manager coming in because it's something that's got to be on the minds of all of these youngsters. We haven't even mentioned properly Gerald Quanta, who mm. came into the side on on Wednesday and no one batted an eyelid. Like, I don't know, you know, no, you don't. Then, and bear in mind that he hadn't even played a senior game at, at, at Premier League level or top-class level at the start of August. So, you know, he's come through. Conor Bradley's another one. He only made his Premier League debut last month. And he's another one who you, you, you play without even thinking. Harvey Elliott, we've mentioned so many times. Even Bobby Clark, when he came on, I thought did really well for that 15, 20 minutes. And Klopp absolutely loves him. Mm-hmm. So these players are being given a chance. And they, as Gorsi said, they are the bonus because they've been able to help out the senior players, giving them minutes, you know, giving them a rest and this, that and the other. But as I said before, we've now reached the point where they almost are all going to have to start playing. Yeah, I'm, which I'm, is, I'm, and I haven't mentioned Kate Gordon either. No, and no. full credit to Vita Matos as well because I think Klopp said quite recently that he doesn't, he just doesn't have the time to watch every single 18s and 21s games, and that's fair enough, isn't it? So he needs someone to be his eyes at that level, and, yeah. and Matos has been, you know, without him, you wouldn't be getting James McConnell starting in the FA Cup and, and creating assists for Curtis Jones. And it's a great point because it's fascinating to see whether FSG replace that role. Yeah, they yeah, will do, won't it? Because Pep, Pep Linders did yeah. it before him, so I think they understand how important it is. Yeah, yeah. And um, we've got a hundred odd people watching now. So if you are watching, you want to ask a question, um, and you want me to put it to Ghosty or Doily. Any, any other cities been mentioned? No more cities. We would talk about favourite European cities uh, randomly, but if you want to throw that in there, Saint Helens is a, a city, town, it's a town, it's but a it's, town. But it's favourite, favourite towns of Europe. Favourite towns of Europe, throw them in there. It's yeah. not even favourite town in Europe beginning with S and got a second word beginning with H in England in the northwest in Merseyside. It's not yours. <laughs> Where I live, yeah. yeah. I can say that though. Okay. Um, you can't. You're from Runcorn anyway, so. Nonsense. <laughs> um, do you know who my favourite Liverpool player of all time, Emil Husky, notwithstanding, is now? Um, Let me have a guess. Go on, let's have a guess. Let's have a guess. Watsaro Endo. Watsaro Endo. It's yeah. the right answer, Ghosty. Well done. Yeah, I, I love him. I love him. He's. Um, I just think he's a he's a cracking player. Sixteen million. It just really clever. I love the way he passed the ball. He's great in the air. Yeah. Um, really good in the air, which is which is massive. And um, yeah, I, I think he's. Look, my worry for him was coming back into the team whether he'd managed to maintain it because it took him a while to get up to the levels and whether he could yeah. come back and and show them again. I thought it was going to be really really interesting, and he has done that. Um, so um, I mean. It, it's crucial for Liverpool. He'll be massive on Sunday. Won't yeah, it? he will. He will. He's um, he's been great, hasn't he? Probably since 
maybe early December time, he started to really show what he can do. I think maybe since he came off the bench against Fulham and he scored that goal, yeah. and he's, he's kind of played a lot, hasn't he, because McAllister got injured. And, yeah, he's really shown what he can do. Um, it's funny, we, we had the chance to speak to him after the game on Wednesday, and he's just so unassuming and, and polite and nice and almost got an air of, you know, he's just happy to be there. But when he goes on the pitch, you know, he, he really gives Liverpool exactly what they need in, in that number six role snapping into challenges, closing spaces, closing gaps, winning headers, like you say, winning the ball back. Um, just a real warrior, and, and he's been brilliant. Um, I think there were some eyebrows raised. I think we've said this a few times, and I was certainly one of them when Liverpool kind of pivoted and, and went to him. But um, for the price of him, the um, okay, the, the, the mileage is kind of on the clock. He was 31 a couple of weeks back, but not everyone has to be signed no. at, at 24, 22, 23. And... Um, He's playing a vital role, and and he he will for the rest of the season. Now he's you know he'd argue we're still waiting on to Bosley. To be fair, we don't know how long Jones is going to be out for. So Endo's got got the shirt at the moment, and it's been brilliant. We've got one Chelsea fan in the chat singing their only song, um, which isn't that Chelsea, 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 Chelsea. No, there's another one. There's that other. Oh, I know what the famous Chelsea FC. Oh, and what about the ten when? Oh, just on Endo, yeah. I got sent this tweet by, well, it's been posted by somebody called Huge Hog, which I'm hoping is not a euphemism for something that we've now you know, ruined the podcast. But he said about Endo, every time we play, I forget that Endo exists. And then I, che- <laughs> yes, and then, and then I check his full-time stats and he's got 18 successful tackles, 104% pass accuracy, and he's put the recycling bins out. <laughs> <laughs> that, but that, he recycles possession for Liverpool so often, though, doesn't he? I mean, like, to, to play Liverpool's way, you have to, to be pinning them high up the pitch. And that was great against Luton. It was the same against Newcastle the, the other month before he, he departed for the Asia Cup. He won it back so many times. Same with Brentford, actually, to be yeah. fair. One of the goals came from him doing that. Yeah. The only problem with that is that that has to work with the rest of the team, which is why he struggled at the beginning, because if he goes and legs it out and the rest of the team don't, he just like looks as though he's massively out of position and they're getting around the back of him. So that is an example of how they all have to work together and it's taken him a while to get used to the team and to them to get used to him. There was one against Burnley as well, wasn't it, where he, he wins it? You know, there's a bit of, bit of nerves as the game's getting towards the last few minutes and Liverpool haven't scored that second... And then he, he wins the, the ball on the halfway yeah, line and goes for the second yeah. and seal the win. Yeah, brilliant. Joe Riley's asked, does anyone like Dublin? Love Dublin. Love it. Dublin. Love it. They really yeah. consider it as a European city because it's more of an extension you know, of yeah. 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 Liverpool yeah. East. Joe, we all hope to be there Liverpool in West. May. Um, great place. What's, 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 English, what's the English for Dublin? You should know this. The, what? Well, do you, Dublin is obviously gay, like a word. Yeah. So what's the English translation? I don't know. Blackpool. Is that go. true? Yeah, it's 100% true. There well, you go. There you go. You learn something new every day. Yeah, got could, some good could be there, could we? Yeah. Would you rather go to Blackpool or Dublin? Uh, Don't answer that one. Yeah. Right, go <laughs> ahead. Hello? No, Blackpool's better than it was. Right, okay. Um, <laughs> this pod keeps going in unexpected directions. Um, yeah, so... And our favourite player ever that we got there. World's great. We've got to get onto the World's Greatest Cup competition, Carabao. What's your favourite Carabao Cup moment of all time, Gorsty? Throwing that one at you. Uh, Fowler's hit, Fowler's goal. No, do you know what? Uh, I, the the League Cup is actually the first trophy that I remember Liverpool winning. Um, Steve McManaman's the yeah. McManaman yeah. finalist, they call it. And I actually watched. Uh, I, I had LFC TV on the other day for for Jurgen's presser, and um, there was a show on after it with McManaman and McAtee just talking through that game. So I thought, I'll watch this because I'm you know I'm seen it since I was a kid, really. But yeah, it was that one, the Coca Cola Cup final, McManaman running riot. Alan Thompson scored a. Cracker of a goal, didn't he? Um, but that one, yeah, I'll go with that. 1995, was it? Five, yeah. 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 
What's you my know? favorite League Cup memory? Because I'm not calling it the Carabao Cup. Because I'm have, calling we, it the Carabao. We haven't, been, we haven't been given any Carabao. If they want to bring us some bring, Carabao, there's no Carabaos have come in. I'm just head yeah. to toe in what is a Carabao? Yeah. What is a Carabao? I'll drink only Carabao. What's a Carabao? From now, it's, it's, it's a energy drink. Yeah, but isn't it like? Isn't it something though? Well, it's, it's like a, it's like a, a ball on yeah. Is it, is, it a, is it a thing you yeah. though? Is it a what's me bob or is it just a name? What do you mean? I don't know. It could be. It's a, it could it's be... a, it's a bull, isn't it? Some sort of bull. Uh, it's, 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 it's an actually. It's an actual thing. You know, like the Thailand based are they? Yeah. yeah, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Bangkok. Have you been yeah. there? Yeah, been there. Yeah, yeah. Busy, isn't it? Yeah, very busy. Yeah, very difficult to get round. Yeah, yeah. But that's not in Europe. I don't want to open another another. Yeah, yeah. You have to limit limit it to Europe. Yeah. Right. What was the question? The question was, Carabao, favorite, what's your favourite League Cup moment? moment. Um, don't know. Obviously, I'm a lot older than you lot. So, when I was growing up, Liverpool were just winning it every year. Beat United yeah. and Everton and yeah, West Ham. And, I don't remember them one. West Ham and Tottenham. Remember the other two, United. Ronnie, Ronnie Whelan's curler. That was good. Yeah. That was a nice one. I mean, Fowler's goal, obviously. 2001, wasn't it? Yeah. Antonio Nunes scored. When they got yeah. beat by Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. yeah so this is... Reese's, Reese's volley was a great moment, obviously. That was only really 35 yeah. seconds, wasn't it? was really, really moment. early on. Yeah. yeah. Um, I... Oh, and on the break. Oh, that was oh, good Hamann against United. Yeah, oh, that was yeah. good. Yeah. Ricky that... yeah. end his career. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was one of my favourite games of all time. That um, Brew Farm at the Millennium Stadium, great stadium, by the way. That one. I mean, it hasn't happened too often, has it? Liverpool yeah. United in the cup final yeah. in our lifetime. And oh, they were good. just given two there. Well, yeah. with mine anyway. Yeah. Well, three. Yeah. I think so I qualify there. All right. Ninety-six. That was a cup final. That's true. Yeah, yeah. They were very good at the time. United in that year, two thousand three, and Liverpool were very bad. And we were in a really who's, bad Who was Liverpool's man of the match? Yes. Well, yeah. 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 Unbelievable. Right. Yeah. 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 And Dudek played very well as well, didn't he? He did. A few weeks after that horror show. That was against um, United, wasn't it? It was against United. Yeah. yeah. Flat one in. So that was um, great. Um, great. That was just 21 years ago. Can we... Yeah. A little bit more relevant. Yeah. Come well, on, the 4-4 four, four against Arsenal the other year. Great game. 5-0, wasn't it? 5-0. I was going to say 4 Taking goals off it. So Rodriguez over there. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah. You went the 5-0 against Aston Villa, didn't you? Oh, yeah. 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 That, that was, that was left there, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Anthony, that does come at the end. We will predict lineups for Sunday. Um, but yeah, so... I mean, <laughs> You're talking to your screen there. No, I'm just talking to, <laughs> to all my friends. In the chat, more friends than Steve. Get, um, <laughs> get Cassie up, see if there's any pictures while we've been recording. Pictures of what? Oh, training I'll pictures. Look, okay, look, okay, all right. Look. Okay, yeah, you, you look. Awesome. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Yeah, um, Carabao moments. How do you work Chelsea up Sunday? Because I, I think Chelsea this weird side. Yeah. <clears throat> I almost think the 4-1 the other day just doesn't count for anything because they are such a strange team that probably personnel will change, certainly will change. Um you know, people are talking about their revival, but they were talking about their revival before the Anfield game. And since then, they lost at home to Wolves. And they've, what, beaten Crystal Palace and Aston Villa and drawn with Man City. The, the Man City result was very good, but I just don't know. I, yeah. think, I think it's very difficult to work out what sort of Chelsea side and how to set up against them is is, is going to be a real challenge for them. It is, yeah. I mean, you can say you, you don't know what Chelsea you're going to get, but I think more often than not, they've proven that... The, you know, this is this is a team that isn't anywhere near it. You know, we've they've had the occasional good results, but I think certain parts of the media maybe are desperate to, to paint that picture of them turning the corner finally and this big incredible outlier starting to bear fruit because it, it hasn't looked like that to me. And you know, I was I was saying yesterday that I couldn't tell you Chelsea's best team because I don't think Pochettino knows it. In all honesty, um, there's just so, so much money has just been thrown at that project in an incredible amount of time and. Not a lot of it has, has worked out. You know, Cole Palmer looks really good. 
yeah. in Kunku's been injured, obviously, but he looks like he could be decent. But other than that, you know, Fernandez and, and Caicedo is the most expensive central midfield pair and ever is not working at the moment. Um, just couldn't hazard a guess as to what the team's going to be. Never mind, yeah. you know, what the form's going to be. I thought they were really good against Chelsea uh, City, but that was playing to a very specific game plan of yeah. of getting behind the ball and countering them and yeah. working with the pace of Sterling and, and Nicholas Jackson. Um, and Gusto on the right flank, but um, didn't that that be their game plan Sunday? It could, it could very well be. I but so. uh, I, I mean, the reason why I think it's going to be a difficult game is not necessarily because it's Chelsea or or anything to do with them. Really, it's just Liverpool have a habit of of being embroiled in real fights in cup finals, yeah, no matter yeah. who they're playing, whether it be Championship opposition, you know, similar level Premier League opposition. So it's it's going to be tough either way. Um, but if Chelsea have one of those kind of you know, call it off day, but kind of mean, reverting to the mean of what they've been this season. I think Liverpool will just about have enough. Yeah. Don't any updates from training? Yes, there are yes. no updates from training. No updates. Um, Adrian's there, though. Adrian's in Christ. Who built the bench, Ronnie? Who built the bench, yeah. Yeah, you mentioned Salah was there, but he was, so wearing Salah... a different, he was wearing a different top to the, almost all the rest of them, so I don't know whether that means he's been quite involved as much as the others. We're just guessing here. Are they, are they just pictures of them arriving? I don't know, actually. This, well, yeah, I think it is, actually. Yeah, they're walking Not up the stairs. Not the grass, yeah. 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 So they'll be up this afternoon, then, won't they? Yes, they'll be probably be trading now, won't they? Yeah, Yeah, we will, we will keep a close eye on it and uh, bring you updates on whoever trains this afternoon. Um, of course, they'll have two sessions, won't they? And, and getting through both of those sessions today and tomorrow will be... Will be key to yeah. Well, players. you'd normally think that would be good for them to get some, you know, back, you know, some some time. But you'd think, well, hang me, hang on, like about four more players could just pick up an injury here. So, I mean, Klopp has, <laughs> Klopp has a general rule, doesn't he? Where you need to be involved in two training sessions mm. with the team before you're considered for selection. But he might have to relax that rule given the injury crisis and the fact that it's the final. Yeah. And also, they're not going to be playing Wednesday, are they? Any of the uh, the ones who are precautions at the moment? And also, Salah and Nunes only played last week, so it's not as if they're going to be massively unfit, lost mm. all that fitness at that time. Different with Sabotelai, though. I don't. I'd be amazed if he's involved. Yeah, I'd be very surprised. Is that yeah. how, how many weeks has he been out? Three. three, just over three yeah. now. Yeah, yeah Chelsea, were not they? When he got injured, yeah, yeah. So I say, I, I don't even think they'll risk him. I think just talking on Chelsea, I think that your worry is. Well, no matter who plays Chelsea, is there's going to be a game where they get it right because they've got that they've got that many good players, well, players that should be good and players who've got potential to be good. That there will be a game where it all clicks, then they're suddenly away they go. And I think they've actually found a little bit of form, not just the City game. They won at Palace, didn't they? I think there was another game which I can't quite remember. Oh, they Villa won at Villa, Villa in the FA Cup. So. But even have, they, Villa played quite well. Yeah, but Villa have also slightly gone over the hill a little yeah. bit. You know, they're going to go down the other side now, I think. Um, certainly at home, they had that long run, didn't they, where they won almost every game at home. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with Chelsea, that is the the one concern. I mean, you, Pochettino's a good manager, as far as I'm concerned. I really like him, actually. Pochettino, so... Uh, yeah. 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 You're not sold on Pochettino. I know you I like him. Yeah. I like him, and I think he's got the right idea of how to play the game. And I, I do think that they will have a game plan. And you only have to look at the way Tottenham did against Liverpool. Okay, I know that Liverpool won't almost always... If, if anyone was going to win, it was Liverpool, such as the Champions League final, but the games were always really close. And Tottenham normally... Yeah. They did get a nice win at Wembley. Don't forget that one, 4-1. Four, one. Four, one. That's there's before a, Liverpool really clicked, though, wasn't it? Well, and I think that was pre... It was pre-Van pre Van Dijk. Dijk. Yeah. That, you, yeah. Okay, maybe. But then there was, that, that season, there was two all. There was the one all game. Oh, well, actually, he wasn't even there then, was he? So, what we're talking about. But the point the point being is that he got Tottenham to a Champions League final. Yeah, Come on. No, no. But that was a long time ago. And I would argue he went to Paris. I, I don't think he's picked the right 
projects. No, but I don't I, think I, PSG was right. I don't think Chelsea's right. I think he is more of a Liverpool manager than he is mm. a Chelsea or a PSG manager. But I don't, I don't necessarily. But, but, but think... going back to the point is that if he can get a team and he can sort a team out that's going to cause Liverpool where he thinks are going to cause Liverpool's problems, and it will help if the Liverpool are missing quite a lot of their first choice players. Mm. Yeah, uh, would you take him as Liverpool manager? Do well, do you know what? I was actually thinking this. A couple of weeks back, um, we were in the, on the, the day he announced it, wasn't it? And yeah. I think if he, if he wasn't having such a torrid time at Chelsea, where that could happen to any manager and any player, um, I think he's, he, you know, if he was kind of unattached, he'd, he'd be in the conversation, wouldn't he? Um, given what he did with Tottenham, and, and people always say, "Oh, he didn't win anything," but it's not really indicative of no, of, <laughs> no one ever wins anything of a manager's, yeah. you know, ability. It's more, it's it's like for example now, you know, if if Leverkusen don't win the Win the bundles they get. If they lose out to, to Bayern Munich by a point, that doesn't that doesn't disprove Alonso's ability as a manager, does it? The fact that he's got them there in the first place tells you that he's a decent manager, and then everything else is maybe up, up to you know yeah. the variables. I take that. The social media age of football is very black and white. I remember after yeah. Klopp's first season, and people were like, "Oh, he's failed. He fails in finals." And I, and I think if you consistently take teams to finals, they're very showpiece occasions. Like you said, Liverpool can get embroiled in these little battles that don't really show their true form mm. but I, but I, if you consistently get teams close to the top of the league or to finals you will eventually win trophies and and um Pochettino to be fair has done that with 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 teams but I just I don't know yeah I think Tottenham was a long time ago now and I'm not fully convinced that the spark he once had is still alive you know in terms of mm. in terms of I, I think with managers and I, we were talking before about Peplin doesn't whether good coaches make good managers, and I think the the final, the final and biggest thing for a manager is having that aura and having that spark, and yeah, that, yeah. you know, being able to walk into a place and spark that belief between players, fans, your management, everyone. Klopp has that in spades, doesn't he? Mourinho had that in spades when he was younger. I don't. I think Pochettino did, but I'm not too sure he still faded. does now. And I think Alonso at the moment has Tuchel's another one that I think Tuchel. You look at his record. And he's won things pretty much where he's been. But would you touch Tuchel? Go near him. He's very tactically sound, isn't he? Yeah. He obviously won the Champions League with Chelsea. Um, I, I t- t- tend, I mean, sounds easy for me to say, but I just t- like to discredit that entire season. It was a nonsense. Full season, <laughs> full season behind closed doors. Be it never happened again in our lifetime. Yeah. Apart from Allison's header, the rest yeah. of it, just forget yeah. it. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's obviously very tactically sound as a manager, and, and is one of the the amazing young coaches that kind of hard-pressing, hard-running style that, the, you know, Klopp almost pioneered, you could argue, but um, I couldn't imagine Thomas Tuchel sitting there in, in front of us every week and I just don't think he's got the, the magnetism or the charisma or the aura, like you say, and, and that is a it's kind of je ne sais quoi type of thing, isn't it? You know, not everyone... <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> well, like, it, it's... A, it's a, that in for the chaos. Yeah. Yeah. Put that you, should have, you should have that one. But yeah. not every manager has that. I mean, a lot of managers will be technically, you know, with the, they've all got the coaching badges and all that type of stuff, but Klopp has, has, has got that, you know, Guardiola to an extent. Yeah. But absolutely. I think he's more, you know, brilliant through his tactics and that type of stuff. But it's certainly a, a thing that a Liverpool manager has to have. No, no one's mentioned Paris, have is. they? Sorry. No one's mentioned Paris, have they? What, is it, yeah. is it the European yeah. city? Just, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just a call back yeah, to early in the pod. Yeah, I, I really like Paris. Great city, yeah. yeah. Not a huge London fan, but there you go. I don't mind London. Don't mind yeah. London. Yeah. Just, to be fair, I just tend to live there this, this, yeah. this year, don't I? Going again. Should we pick some teams and make some predictions? 
Have we got anything else? Can we just talk a bit more about injuries? People like listening to injuries. What, what do you want to talk about injuries? Alison. I think Alison. Alison. I think Alison's an interesting one in the sense that we don't know what's going on. They keep it very quiet. Yeah, that, aren't they? Uh, which makes me think when it, when have they ever kept quiet an injury that's good? So no one's ever done that. Well, the the, the first first thing with the Alison one was Klopp was very ambiguous, wasn't he? In the was it the Burnley game after the Burnley game? He yes, kind of. Led us to believe that it was illness related, but mm. then Allison misses the next game, and it's. I think you you did the story, didn't you, on the Friday before Brentford? I mean, to be fair, it was illness related. The first one wasn't it? He did have the flu because he was pictured in training, wasn't he? On yeah, the right. in the uh, oh, I can't remember what day it was. Tuesday, wasn't it? Yeah, he was back in training on the Tuesday, so he, back, so he was training. The Brazil manager said that that was he doesn't expect him to be a part of the March international breaks, which could, which could be Liverpool asking. For a favour, really, couldn't it? Well, to be um, fair, the but... thing he said, Linda said, didn't he, they're not expecting him back to after the international break, which is March the 31st at the earliest. So that's yeah. six weeks, then he's already missed a week, so that's be seven. Yeah. And you, So now you've got Kelleher, who's played 15 games already this season. He's going to be on course for 2025. 20, and if Alisson, if anything's bad's happened to him, because if you know, we're led to believe it's a hamstring issue, if it's anything nasty, then you know he's back in April. Well, in April, there's only May left, and that's it. Season's over, so there's a chance Keller could end up playing something like 30-odd games this season. Do you remember in the summer, I think, uh, or just before the end of last season, Klopp was asked about Keller's future, and he, and he was like stunned. Scoff, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. That anyone would ask that. And at the time, I think there was, you know, we all felt like Keller was coming towards the t- end of his time at Liverpool and, and needed to go away and play. He's a very level-headed guy, isn't he? Keller doesn't look like it yeah. phase yeah. him. And, and I think all of that, Worked well because he didn't seem to want to jump away and move away from Liverpool. Look, I mean, they've certainly needed him, haven't they? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think we have this assumption, don't we, that every footballer wants to play 50 games a season. And, and maybe as a goalkeeper, it, it's a little bit different in terms of, you know, would you rather be a number two to Alisson and know you're going to play in the League Cup and maybe go and win the League Cup? Yeah. You know, he could have two League Cup winners' medals by Sunday night, couldn't he? Yeah. Or would you rather move further down the league and, and play every week, but you win some you lose more and you're not really sure what the expectations are. It's it's I suppose it's a it's a preference, isn't it? I mean a lot of players would, would pick the latter and, and play more, but Kelleher seems relaxed and just happy to be the understudy to, you know, someone who, who they consider to be the world's best. Yeah, how's he not Kelleher? Twenty five, he's twenty six this year. Uh November, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. Was it Winston Bogard who played for Chelsea? Mm. He was quite happy to not play, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Kelleher, he's gonna it's gonna he's gonna be very, very important in the sense of if Liverpool do end up achieving something this season, he's gonna end up being quite key to it, which I don't think anybody thought they'd be saying that at the start of the season. Absolutely. Will you pick him in your team yeah, then on Sunday? <laughs> can we pick our teams then? We can be a kind of talk to, yeah. more about No, I'm done with injuries. One person said actually, Paul, I wanna wanna bring this up. We talked very quickly about managers uh, and he said I often hear people say is Xabi ready for the Liverpool job but Pep only won the third division with Barcelona B before taking the Barcelona job and people forget that and, and I think that's a good point I still think Alonso's got more experience than perhaps people are giving him credit for he's done Sociedad B yeah, and if yeah. he wins the Bundesliga I mean that's a massive massive achievement people shouldn't underestimate well, I have won it 11 the last, uh, the last manager to deny uh, Bayern Munich was, was yeah. Jürgen Klopp yeah. and don't forget what he did at Sociedad was yeah. the um, first time they, they got promoted to the second tier of Spanish football for 50, 50 years. Um, so he's he's clearly got, got ability and, and talent as a manager. It's um, I mean, whoever they appoint is always going to be a kind of 
second rate. If that that's probably too harsh a phrase because Liverpool fans don't want Jurgen Klopp to leave, but um, he seems to be the outstanding candidate at the moment, doesn't he? And and he will arrive with that groundswell of instant support that a new man definitely needs um, if they're replacing Jurgen Klopp. It's there's so many kind of similarities to the the Alex Ferguson thing when he left, and yeah, Moyes, you know, they try to give Moyes that to me with Ferguson yeah. saying on the pitch, um, Klopp won't do anything like that, but you know. Alonso was a Champions League winning midfielder who's going to come in with more support than, say, Ruben Amorim at Sporting, oh, who, um, as I suppose, few people know, know what he's about. It, don't forget, everyone knew Klopp going in. You know, when, mm. when Liverpool got Klopp, everyone knew him, everyone wanted him. There was He already had a groundswell of support, so he was already going to get time, and he did get time that first year. You know, they, they finished eighth, didn't they, in the league that year, and I know he, he didn't take the whole of it, but... I don't necessarily think a Ruben Almirin or, or others would get that sort of time if Liverpool did experience a bit of a drop off next season. Yeah, and there's, there's going to be a transition, isn't it? I think you know fans need to accept that if if they do win the Premier League, they're not going to be looking at it as, as favourites in in the, in the summer just because of the the upheaval and the uh, transition on the coaching staff as well with the sporting director situation or whatever else. So. Yeah, it's a massive period of uncertainty, but on the pitch, everything's going absolutely great, guns in it. So. See what happens. Zidane didn't have much of a managerial career until he took over Real Madrid. No. That, that no, worked no. out quite well for him. It did. But you take Zidane. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. I was talking in the newsroom about Zidane the other day, and I, again, I wouldn't touch him because I just feel like he suits Real Madrid, and Real Madrid suits him. And that. I don't really necessarily think he'd go on and be a good manager elsewhere. Yeah, I, think, I, I, think I know what you mean. I've, I've yeah. got no idea what what his yeah. style is or yeah. anything like that, other than Winning. he's the Real Madrid manager, so he has to win the Champions League. Yeah. Which, and which he does. does. He knows how to cope. Well, he's had the experience of playing at the big clubs at the highest level, which is what Alonso's had, which is the advantage he'll have over whoever, whether he goes to Bayern Munich, whether he goes to Liverpool, whether he stays put. Yeah. I'd quite like to sit in front of Zinedine Zidane every Friday, though. What's his English like? That, that's a genuine, yeah. genuine question. That, yeah. no, genuine. That's that'll be a consideration. That'll be yeah. consideration. Yeah. 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 You'd be all right. Yeah. Wouldn't yeah. It? No, it yeah. wouldn't be. It might, <laughs> might help me though. Probably <laughs> <laughs> should get a move on. Favorite player of all time, by the way. Liverpool Zidane. But Heskey loved him. Heskey, obviously. I was away from Liverpool. But I know. I was never convinced by him for years until it was oh, what? No, hang on. Until it was like the, the certain players who you look at and go, I don't get it, don't get it, don't get it. And then you watch one particular game, so it's like. Oh my God, I've now seen what everybody else on, sees. What, what game and he's Funny enough, it was when they played in the World Cup France in 2002. So you weren't convinced? Yeah, in the even, even 98, I wasn't convinced, right. Yes. And then it was like, it was like the, everybody else was rubbish for France. He was like, they got knocked out, didn't they, really early yeah. on? And he was he played one game and he had his legs strapped up and he was like, by about a million miles, the best player on the pitch. And it was like, this is ridiculous. So how, was, did not, how did I not? How did I not think the World Cup of '98, no, no. the European Championships for 2000, yeah, yeah. the Champions League final in 2002, and he scores that goal? I was well. That was the start yeah, being one over there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that was but it was that game. It's like yeah. I can't believe how good he is compared to everybody else. It's ridiculous. He's only playing with one leg. I don't know whether you ever saw, and it was before sort of all the types of highlights that we see now are a thing but do you ever remember that they brought that DVD out where they just filmed yeah. Zidane yes I've seen it that, incredible yeah. 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 he gets, he gets sent off yeah. as well doesn't yeah. he that, yeah. Yeah. it was incredible I want Zidane to be the manager now <laughs> <laughs> you know even, even if it was just for a week you know Legends game yeah yeah because yeah. imagine it turns up and you'll just point at me and go either he reckons you're rubbish yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. see you he went in haven't you <laughs> Paul says, I could have sworn Gorsi said another episode of this pod. His favourite player was Ronaldinho. Would you? Oh, yeah. I, I never said he was my favourite player. That was you. Yes, yeah. Ronaldinho is my favourite player. Yeah. yeah. Similar yeah. reasons, though, I think. The, the style 
Yes, yeah, Ronaldinho was just pure joy, wasn't he? You know, Zidane was a bit more balletic, maybe, and a bit more yeah. heartless, but yeah. Ronaldinho was <laughs> And just a bit more violent as well. Yeah, one, Ronaldinho. One more question throughout you before we, we do pick our teams. Are we any closer to Anthony Green? Are we any closer to having a clue who'd be the new director of football? And do you think that that will be announced before manager? <clears throat> yeah, I think I think maybe you'll see some movement or some news or updates in maybe the spring, I think, before the end of the season. Who that's going to be, uh, I couldn't really hazard a guess. It's it's not something where you can speculate in terms of we know who good managers are. You know, it's a bit yeah. more difficult to judge yeah. that in terms of a sporting director role. Seen a couple of names mentioned this week from Simon Hughes in the Athletic, but at the moment, I think it's very much um, full focus uh, from the people we're speaking to anyway. In terms of got all this going on, we're not can't really reflect too much elsewhere. I don't think it's um, I don't think it's a a situation like United where there'll be a public courting of someone in a big mm. Liverpool have never done that yeah. well FSG haven't really done that yeah. especially for, for a person of this position I, again I think that's United almost getting caught up in the flavour of the month and yeah. going straight for it and I don't think I mean, FSG have ever... look at who Liverpool appointed last time out you know no one had heard of York Smacker I'd do with respect to him yeah. so you can't second guess that and funny enough a lot of people had opinions, but he didn't do a bad job last summer, did he? No, he I mean, he, he, he stuck to what he knew. Yeah. He went to the, the Bundesliga, didn't he? I think yeah. Gravenberg had been earmarked as someone who he liked prior to his to his arrival, but yeah. certainly got to Bosley over the line, didn't he? And, and Endo lent on his, his contacts at Stuttgart, no doubt. And what it suggests to me, though, at Liverpool, is that there is still an existing structure that, OK, the director of football mm. isn't in place, but around them, um, Will Spearman and his, and his team is, is still... Very strong. And yeah, and I mean, there'll be people who we don't know behind the scenes who are incredibly good at what they do. You know, it's it's Liverpool Football Club at the end of the day, isn't it? You know, yeah. it's, they've got the best people for, for every every role. So, yeah, it's a, a, lot, a lot of intrigue, really, but um, nothing new on the sporting director front as far as we are aware, I think. Lisbon's good as well. I'm not Lisbon's been to Lisbon. Good. Maybe not. Oh, it's really good. They're, they're the two, Genuinely, Lisbon they're is really kind good. Of next on my list. Yeah. yeah. So, I'd definitely yeah. go to Lisbon if you got the chance. Lisbon, Berlin, Madrid. Don't mind Madrid, but it's not as quiet as this. It's it's more it's it's well, it's bang in the middle as well, isn't it? It's a bit busier. Lisbon's mm-hmm. nice. Riga was nice. Went to Riga some years ago. Liked Riga. Latvia. Latvia. Went to Kaunas in Lithuania. Yeah. That was actually surprisingly good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bratislava. Enjoyed Bratislava. Nice castle nearby. And Kelleher. Kelleher. Yeah, is that a place? No, he's going. In. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I forgot about before that. we go, <laughs> no, we're not. Effing kidding you. Alison is out for weeks, maybe months. Um, yeah, Keller and goal. Yes, Keller. Yes. Keller and goal. Um, Doyle, you back for Go on, you go first. Uh, Connor Bradley. Yeah. Ibrahima Kanate. Yeah. Virgil van Dijk. Yeah. Oh, right. I feel really bad because I want to get Joe Gomez yeah. in the yeah, team, but I'm not putting him in yeah. the team. Yeah. Andrew Robertson at left back. I'm really sorry, Joe. I know he listens yeah. to the podcast all yeah. the time, yeah. but hopefully he'll get on. Not that anyone's injured. But that he's able to make the difference in the team when he comes on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't disagree with it. There was a period in the second half, and Gomez brought down this high ball and he under pressure at right back. And I said to you, yeah, I think he's been the first player of the season, really, Gomez. And then picking me eleven for the cup final and you're not in it. <laughs> um, yeah, but same back for us though, these. Yep, same, same here again. Uh, our public apologies to Joe Gomez, who lovely lad, brilliant this season, and um, yeah, probably deserves better. But sorry. You're on the bench. You can start with your midfield. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's not many options. Just there. It's, it's obviously Endo, McAllister. And the big one for me is, is Elliot or Gravenberg. You could make the case for Elliot, but that would mean perhaps moving McAllister out to the left 
So I'm going to go with Gravenberg, stick with him, and, and Elliot can be uh, the impact sub if needed. Yeah, again, it feels slightly harsh on Elliot, especially after the other night, but then I think he gives you an option off the bench, Elliot, as well. What's, what's yours? Mine is, uh, what are you, Endo? Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Um, Alexis McAllister and Ryan Granberg as well. Yeah, yeah, that that makes three of us. Yeah, yeah this is yeah. worrying. Anyway, yeah, go on. Yeah, it's, this is where it all goes wrong, though. Go on. Yeah, yeah. Front, front three. Let's work on the basis that the, the, yeah. the, they come through it, and then yeah, they they play don't they? Salah, Nunes, and Luis Diaz. If not, you're looking at the same front three from um, Wednesday night, I think. Mm-hmm. Elliot, Gakpo. As even if Nunes and Salah are really? available, I'm even not, though they're not playing, I'm not going to be playing Southampton, are they? I'm not playing them. I'm putting them on the bench because remember, we, 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 you in the podcast where I said Salah won't play, he won't start the League Cup final yeah. weeks ago, and I'm, I've if got a, it, if it is the thing. Yeah, we had another injury yeah. since then, so yeah, have, so I'm still not playing him. We no. do have five English pounds on this. Uh, I I would. God, I'm going to lose that bet, aren't I? Null and void it. Um, I would keep one of them on the bench and play the other one if they're both fit. So I would probably choose to keep Nunes on the bench probably to come in and release some chaos. But Diaz played very well the other night. Gakpo is starting to find a bit of form. Um if there was no issues with Nunez's fitness, I would I would play him from the start, certainly. But um, I would probably pick Salah out the two because I, I get the feeling as well that even if Salah Salah coming back from injury, he's just the type of guy that even if his legs in a lot of pain, will just try and try and push through. So, oh, he's, I'm he's, right, he's been quite unlucky. Yeah, was it the FA Cup yeah. final? He came off injured. Yeah, Salah, yes, very early on. Yeah. The Champions yeah. League final in 2018. Yeah. He's, he's missed. He's Missed or not done very well in, in in quite a lot of finals throughout his career, and yeah, even though he's got a lot of winners medals, so he's 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 so doing some. Are you, are you saying don't play him then? No, I'm a place. I've literally just said that. I think uh, Nunes 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 will terrorise <laughs> Chelsea with them open spaces. Yeah, I think he's, if he's fit, get him in the team, and then they can rest up on Wednesday in Southampton. I think if Liverpool win the Carabao Cup, the the FA Cup suddenly becomes a little bit of a afterthought. Maybe, even though the FA, even though the FA Cup is a much bigger competition, I just. Just maybe cancel the FA Cup this year. Maybe just just right, yeah. United did it one year. They just pull out. Yeah, I didn't think they wanted to. I didn't think they wanted to. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Simon Weston when he thinks. Yeah, yeah. Caprice. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, Penny Jones. No, no. Yeah, I, don't, I don't necessarily think that our, our chat, chat room here will remember that one. But no. There you go. Yeah. Right? Give us a prediction. Penalties, one all draw, penalties, penalties. Win, yeah. Yeah, he said it again. We're getting back. What like do you them. think, Joe? Yeah. I think absolute slog, 2-1 Liverpool in extra time. Well, funny enough, um, Liverpool never win these games very convincingly. I'm trying to think the last time they won a final where you thought, oh, that's gone straight forward. Yeah. Sunderland, 1992. Yeah. That's a very long time ago. What's that, 32 years ago? 32 years ago. Uh, and before that, When? Newcastle, 1974. It's like, it just never happens. You, know, never you, happens. you see, like United, would, when they were winning stuff, they'd be like Chelsea 4-0, Millwall yeah. 3-0, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I can't really see. Wigan. Yeah. Yeah, they did it before. That was more yeah. as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even then, they beat Newcastle 2-0 last year, didn't they? So, yeah. Yeah. But Liverpool, yeah, I think it'll be 2-1 to Liverpool in extra time. And having come off the bench, 
Joe Gomez is going to score the winner. If that happens, I will give you your five English pounds back. You're giving um, me a many anyway, because Salah won't be started. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you ten English pounds if that happens. Um, ten? Yeah. You're only going to give me ten pounds if Joe Gomez comes off the bench and scores the winner in, the, in extra time. Why should I give you any money? You're, you're the only brought in. That's you're going to win. Come on, commit five. to this. Yeah. There you go. There's your predictions. Um, drop yours in the chat. Very interested to see them. Um, if someone would like to follow you on social media before Sunday yes. and see what you tweet uh, about it. P.T. Ghost, that's G-O-R-S-T. You're on Facebook as well, aren't you, Paul? Same handle, yeah. 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 Uh, if you want to go on Twitter, oh, sorry, X, oh, no one calls it that, no. it's Twitter. Yeah. Uh, me just annoying people, that's at Ian Doyle Sports. And if, if you, you want, want to know whether Liverpool get a corner. When a corner and when the game starts, yeah, that's then. Uh, and also, if you want to watch them do some rondos in the warm-up, that's yeah. also good for that. And at anything else, it's Ian underscore Doyle underscore Sport because when I initially signed up for it, I've forgotten all the passwords. Okay. And I'm at underscore Stephen's Killen. Sorry. <laughs> Joe. You haven't done a shout out to, um, to, to all the other countries in the world. Well, like, it just, it was, he, he was particularly proud of his success in Australia, so I want to steal back his success down under. What's your favorite, um, what's your favorite city in Australia that isn't Melbourne? In Australia that isn't Melbourne, yeah. I love, love Melbourne. Um, I love Darwin. Really like Darwin. Thought it was a really, really cool place. Um, Adelaide was really nice. Adelaide. Yeah, lot, lots to do in Sydney. I mean, it, they're all so different. They're all so different that I like. It's it's like going to five different European cities. Perth's really cool. So yeah, um, yeah. Love, love Australia. That message brought to you on behalf of the yeah. Australian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Carabao. 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 Give me well, some, see, so me... you, want, you want a flight to Australia while just been given loads of Carabao. Yeah, yeah. 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 It'll keep me awake on the flight. Yeah. But right? still, no matter what you do, Steve Killen would do it better. <sighs> Stop. He's in the chat. Um, we'll be back on <laughs> Sunday. Um, we've got some... Um, give, a, give us a like, subscribe, press the bell, because on Sunday we'll be doing... Pre-match shows, half-time show is is planned. Is uh, I'm going, but you, you don't need to be on it, guys. Yeah, uh, not, A half-time show is planned um, with yours truly and, and Theo Squires, and um, we're going to do a full-time show as well. So we've got plenty planned for Sunday. Um, hopefully, celebrating a big win for Liverpool, um, and then we'll be back Monday with our normal uh, episode of the Blood Red Podcast. Thank you so much for your support. The um, the predictions are coming in three one Liverpool there, so um, that's very ambitious. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. who's that from? And that is from Mister Mensa. So thank you. He must know what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, thank you very much for listening, and we will see you on Sunday. Ta-ra. You've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.